is God's word, not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have the fellowship around your word. And I pray today, Father, that the word of God will sink down deep in the hearts of those who are here. And that, Lord, we will truly hear the word with our hearts and not just with our heads. And I thank you that the power behind the word and the purpose that you have sent it will prosper your people to different levels in their lives. That they will be an example in the earth of what a believer's life should look like. And I thank you for the anointing of God and the spirit of God that's in this place to minister to everyone that's in this room. And Lord, I declare that signs, miracles, and wonders are going to follow the word Because I have decreased and the anointing of God has increased in this place. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. I'm starting a new series this morning and it is entitled, True Principles to Prospering. Say this with me. Say, True Principles principles. to Prospering. And so as we start this new series, you want to make sure you're here for the next four to five weeks because this information will literally change your life. And the purpose of this series is to provide you with biblical truths that support God's desire and his will to prosper you. We're going to discover three things as we go through this series. We're first going to discover what it means to biblically prosper. That's number one. Number two, we're going to learn what the principles are that position us to prosper. And then number three, we're going to learn what some of the barriers that hinder us from prospering. And so our first lesson this morning is entitled, What Does It Mean to Prosper? What does it mean to prosper? And I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of 3 John 2. 3 John, that is almost close to the book of Revelation. It is right before the book of Jude. 3 John 2. And I believe as a Christian, I've been a Christian now for over 25 years. And one of the things that I have realized that I believe hinder most believers is this. The devil tricks us into believing that the world is prospering more than we are. And the problem with that deception is this. Watch this. You can profit without prospering, but you can't prosper without profiting. I'm going to say it again. I want you to li- In fact, I want you to write that statement down because we're going to use it throughout the teaching. You can profit without prospering, but you can't prosper without profiting. In other words, people in the world, we see them making money, but making money doesn't mean that you are prospering. 
Okay, well, you say, well, what do you mean by, by that, Pastor Evan? Uh, how many know I like the Wendy Williams show? I like the Wendy Williams show, and not because of what she talks about. I like it because she's just being herself. And I was watching her show, and she brought up T.I. T.I. is a rapper, if you don't know. I'm not really a fan of his. However, T.I. went to jail last year or the year before or whatever because he had a whole lot of illegal guns. Well, he got out of jail, and the moment he got out of jail, they released his new movie, and he released a new album. Now, this guy's worth $50 million, but he's not even out no more than four months or so. And guess what? T.I. gets busted for drugs. Now, this is what got me because I went and looked it up. He was riding his wife and him in a Maybach, which is a bigger Mercedes, if you didn't know that. A Maybach is basically like a limousine, but it's, you know, a Mercedes type. And he and his wife are riding down the street in a Maybach, and the police are riding behind him, and the police smells weed so bad that they pull him over. Can you imagine weed coming out of your car so much, and your windows are up? <laughs> now, I know what that's like back in the day. Everybody say back in the day. Back in the day, I mean, my, I had a Nova. I had a 74 Nova, and that Nova held smoke like a bone. Now, for those of you who don't know what a bong is, don't worry about it. How many know what a bong is? Let me see your hand. Uh-huh. I wonder how you know. <laughs> but my car was a rolling bong. I mean, the smoke got so thick in there, you had to let the windows down or you couldn't see. And it would look like my car was on fire when I was rolling. So this guy... It's not even out of jail four months or five months. He gets busted. How many know that he's profiting, but he's not prospering? Third John 2 says, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul. What class? Prospers. He says, I pray that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, the word prosper there, if you want to write down the definition, it means to help on the road. It means to succeed in reaching. It means to succeed in business affairs. So if you own your own business, God wants you to succeed in business affairs. And then it also means, watch this, to lead in an easy way. Everybody say to lead in an easy way. So really that verse was saying, beloved, I wish above all things that you may be led in an easy way, succeed in business affairs, to get help on the road and succeed in reaching, watch this now, even as, and be in health, even as your soul prospers. You know, uh, years ago, everybody say years ago, when we first started the church, uh, I, God just, his hand is on what we're doing. And I mean, overnight, we just had a hundred, hundred and some, I think it was 143 people that came to our first service. You have to understand now, the average church in America only has 80 people. So on the first service we had, we had 143. So we jumped the norm before we even got started. Now watch this. So as we went around about two years or a year and a half into it, the, the, the elementary school started filling up. To the point where we had to make a decision, do we do two services or do we do find a bigger place? Well, I didn't want to preach twice, so I said, well, let's find a bigger place. 
Well, you just can't make a decision like that before you pray about it. So I begin to pray about it and look. You can't pray and not look. Wait, faith without works is what? Dead. So I begin to pray and I couldn't find a place to meet to save my life. And so I was praying one day in my prayer room and uh, the Spirit of God revealed to me that there was a school on the same street of the school that we were meeting in. And he showed me a picture of this auditorium in a vision. So I got in my car. I said, Lord, where is this place? Because he showed it to me before I knew where it was naturally. You have to understand now, Kenneth Davis Elementary School is on the same street that Seguin is on for the most part. It's on the other side of Eden. I had never come this direction. And the reason I hadn't because I knew it was a dead end. So I didn't know this school was here. So I was riding down the street. He says, go on the same street that Kenneth Davis is on. I went and I went down to Kenneth Davis other direction. Didn't see nothing. He said, go back the other way. I went back this way and I saw the school. And I went inside the school and I asked them, hey, do you all have somewhere where a church can maybe meet or whatever? Do you have like an auditorium? They said, yeah, you want to see it? I said, yeah. And I walked in here and I said, wow. Watch this. That's being led in an easy way. And that's the advantage that believers have to prosper that the world doesn't have. We have the spirit of God to give us knowledge and insight that they don't have. But see, our problem is we are still conformed to how the world thinks. The Bible says, be not conformed to what? This world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. And this is what the Lord told me. He said, there are two reasons why my children don't prosper the way they should. He said, first of all, most of them don't even understand the principles of prospering. That's number one. He said, but the main reason, too, is that most of them haven't changed their mindset about what prospering is from the world. And so if I prospered them, they would do it and use it just like the world does. See, the purpose of prospering in the world is to do what? Drive a better car. Get a bigger house. Come on. Why y'all looking at me like that? Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that's not the main reason God wants to prosper us. So if I stay with a, a world mentality when it comes to prospering, then God's not going to prosper me like I should be prospered because I'm going to use it the same way the world would. Are you all with me? So... What we have to do is understand the big picture when it comes to prospering. Turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians 9. This is our, our scripture for the year, but the focus for the year has been uh, favor for the faithful. But I want to show you here, and this is the big picture of prospering, and then I'm going to jump into the, uh, the lesson in terms of what God wants, to, wants us to know about, it, about prospering. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I'm going to start out in verse 8. And here's the thing. You got to see the big picture of why God wants to prosper us so that you can get in agreement with what, why he wants to do that so he can start doing it. The average person who won the lottery is broke right now. They're broke. If you just do the stats and go look at it, they're broke. Watch this. Second Corinthians 9, look in verse 8. Well, look in verse 6. It says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Here's the main part. As a result of giving, and God is able to make all grace or favor abound toward who? You. That you. What's the next word? 
always have an all sufficiency in what? In all things. But here's the point of being prosperous that you may abound to what? Now, let me read that out of the Amplified. It says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. So that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. God wants to prosper us so that we can not only live good, but that we can give good. Did you hear that? I'm going to say it again. God wants to prosper us so that we can live good and also give good. But see, the world's concept is I want to live good. I don't care about giving good. Now, see, here's the reason God wants to prosper us that way. Because the only way the gospel is going to get out, the only way we're going to get in a building, the only way we're going to save generations to come is if someone is sowing some seed. Amen. And so we see that God's perspective on prospering is he wants us to live good. He wants you to. He wants you to drive a nice car. He wants you to live in a nice house. And he wants you to do that. Watch this. And having so much left over, it won't bother you at all to pay somebody else's bills. Amen. Amen. So I want you to write this down as a take-home statement. Money alone. You know what? Don't write this down. I'm just going to say it. Money alone can bring out the worst in a person while prospering should bring out the best in a person. Do you know money helps you manifest what's really in your heart? I mean, you would think, what's this? T.I. is not prospering. You can't spend that money behind bars. I mean, can you imagine being in jail knowing you have $50 million? That's hell itself, ain't it? He don't even have to go to hell. He going, he in hell right now. He can't see his kids. He can't spend time with his wife. He can't enjoy his freedom because he's profiting, but not. There we go. I think you're getting it. Okay. So there are several words in the Old Testament that I want you to look at. Go to Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Go to Joshua one, eight. Go to Joshua chapter one, verse eight. There are several words in the Old Testament that reflect this word prospering. But there are two major words that I just want to look at just to help you see that God wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper. He desires for you to prosper. It does not bring pleasure to God if his kids struggle. Come on. Come on. I mean, let me ask you a question. How many in here, if you had a hundred million dollars and one of your kids decided you know they out they went to college and they 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 didn't finish and so they just went out and got a job and for some reason they were struggling financially and they called home and they just needed about fifty thousand dollars you have a hundred million and all they need is fifty thousand let me ask you a question would you help your kid if you you know if you had one like that would you help them let me see your hand if you would help them Okay, now, put your hand down. Now, if we are evil, know how to give good gifts to our kids, how much more is God wanting to do the same thing? So it does not give God pleasure for you to think that he doesn't want to bless you. God is not happy when he sees us struggle, but the reason most of us struggle is because we're violating principles. 
Now look in Joshua, look at verse 1 and verse 8, chapter 1, verse 8. Let me show you this, this word prosper. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have what class? Good success. Everybody say good success. Notice he says, I will make your way prosperous. That word prosperous, write it down, means to push forward, to make progress, to break out, to go over, and to be profitable. Listen to what he says. That word, he says, you will make your way prosperous. You will push forward. You will make progress. You will break out. You will go over, and you will be profitable, says the Lord. Now, I know some of you all are going, well, Pastor Evan, that's in the Old Testament. He was talking to Joshua. Well, let me ask you a question. Does the principle or the law of gravity, do you think it was working back in those days? Huh? Everybody agree with me? Was it working back then? Okay. I think it was too. Now, if the law or the principle of gravity worked then, is it working now? Okay, so that means if I tap into a principle, regardless of where the principle was worked and who was working it, if I work the very same principle, I will get the results that that person got when they worked it. So watch what the principle is. The principle is this. If I do and you do what Joshua did, God will do for us what he did for him. Which says that if I will meditate on the word and if I declare it from coming out of my mouth, if I do those things, then he says I'm going to be prosperous. Now, watch this now. Let me show you something else. Go to Psalm 1. Go to Psalm 1. Let's go to Psalm 1. Let me show you this word prosperous again. Psalm chapter 1. Because, see, consistent practice of any principle should produce consistent results of that principle. I'm going to say it again. Consistent practice of any principle should produce consistent results of that principle. Psalm 1, and we're going to look at verse 3. If you're there, say I'm there. If you're not, just look at the screen. It says, and he, this talking about a person who meditates in the word, look at verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law does he meditate how? With There's that same principle. When you meditate in the word, then he says, and he shall be like a what? Tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season. Watch this. His leaf also shall not wither. That don't sound like, that don't sound like hard times to me, does it? And then he says, and whatsoever he does shall what? He's saying here, whatever he does is going to cause him to push forward, make progress, break out, and be profitable. So it doesn't matter what kind of business that you are in. As long as that's the business God wants you to be in, you should expect to profit. Amen. Now, go to Psalm 118. Let's go to Psalm 118 very quickly. Psalm 118. When we believe in this principle of of prospering and we act on it by faith, we have the right to expect God to do his part. See, the reason God don't do a lot of of what he's supposed to do is because we ain't doing what we supposed to do. I know that's not a word, but I just made it up. Suppose. Psalm 118, look at verse 25. I love this. See, when you begin to activate this principle of prospering, it first starts in your head. Many people are broke-minded. What does that mean? See, instead of thinking that, that you live in overflows, because it starts in your head first. 
If you just look at most athletes, before they go out on the field, they done already previewed how they play in their head. That's meditation. That's why the principle works. But when you activate this principle, let me show you what's going to happen. Look at verse 24 or verse 25. He says, save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I, be- I beseech you. I pray. I ask you. He says, send now prosperity. Don't wait. Send it right now. And when you are operating in a mentality to prosper, you can say to God, send prosperity now. Now, see, let me tell you a problem with us. We don't understand that God operates the same principles. He operates under the same ones that we do. So watch this now. Whatever a man sows is what he's going to reap. Watch this. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and... Okay, so watch this now. So I can expect God to be on time if I'm on time when he tells me. You want to know why? He may not come when you want him because you don't come when he wants you. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, serious, serious. If I am sowing a seed of delay when God asks me to do something, God is not obligated to come when I want him. Think about it. You come late on Sundays. The only day you have to come to church. Oh. Touch your neighbor. Say neighbor. I think he about to talk about your mama right now. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Check it out. The reason we're late is because we don't understand we're sowing a seed. The only reason you're on time for work is because they pay you. But see, if you you understood that being on time for the Lord, you can now say, send some prosperity now, Lord. Amen. 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 All right. Go to Nehemiah 2 and then we'll, we'll, we got a couple of minutes here. Nehemiah chapter 2. Let me show you this. Nehemiah. Now that is in the Bible. That's a book. It's on page 575 if you have a Bible like mine. Nehemiah chapter 2, look in verse 20. Let me show you something. God will always prosper the efforts of those who will help do his will. I'm going to say that again. God will always prosper the efforts of those who will help fulfill his purpose and his will. Look in verse 20 of chapter 2. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven... He will prosper us. There's that word again. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. Notice it says that we will arise and build. He will prosper us. Write down 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 7. This is what it says. Therefore, he said unto Judah, let us build these cities and make about them walls and towers and gates and bars while the land is yet before us. Because we have sought the Lord our God and we have sought him and he has given us rest on every side so they built and prospered the reason I'm teaching this today is because God is wanting to prosper Word of Truth Family Church because we're getting ready to build and he wants you to have a whole lot of money while we're doing it but if you don't watch it he will bless you with it and you will eat it and you will spend it, and you will consume it, and you will stop the cycle of prosperity. 
Someone say amen to that. Now, go to Deuteronomy 29. If you notice those verses we just read, they were really just saying, hey, God will prosper us. He will prosper us. But then there was a second word, prosper. It's a different Hebrew word. And this word really is different. Go to Deuteronomy 29. Deuteronomy 29, and we're going to close in just a second here. Deuteronomy 29, and look in verse 9. The second most used word for prospering in the Old Testament is this word, prosper, and it means something different. Look in verse 9. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Okay. Verse, chapter 28 is long, isn't it? All right. It says, keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them. What did he tell us to do? Keep the words of the covenant and what? Do them that you may what? Prosper in all you do. Now, this prosper doesn't mean what the first one. Now, remember, the first one means to push forward, to make progress, to be profitable, to go over and to break out. This one doesn't mean that. This one means to teach, to prosper through instruction, to instruct through wisdom, and watch this, and to behave yourself. Now, this prosper word has a lot to do with my part. The first one had to do with what God said he wants to do. But this one is saying what we have to do. And most people are not prospering because they're not teachable. They they don't listen to instruction. They don't heed to wisdom. And they surely don't behave themselves wisely. Now, let me show you to go to Psalm 32. Psalm 32. I got two more verses and we'll stop. Psalm 32. Psalm 32. This word prosper means to instruct. Psalm 32, look in verse 8. It says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that you should go. I will guide you with mine eye. This was the Lord talking. That word instruct. Do you see that word instruct? It's the same English word prosper that we just read over there in Deuteronomy. He says, I will instruct you. I will prosper you and I will teach you in the way that you should go. So guess what? In order for me to prosper, I got to listen to the instructions that God gives me through his word. Now go to 1 Samuel. We'll stop right here. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 18. 1 Samuel 18. And we'll end on this. 1 Samuel 18. Some people don't prosper because they're not taking heed to instructions or they're not behaving themselves wisely. You know, I know people who were prospering and then they decided to make a very foolish decision. Amen. 1 Samuel 18, look in verse 30. Well, let's look at verse 15 first. 1 Samuel 18, look at verse 15. Wherefore, when Saul saw, talking about David, Look in verse 14. And David behaved himself what? Wisely. That word behaved wisely is the same Hebrew word for prosper. So David prospered himself wisely. He behaved himself wisely in all his ways and the Lord was with him. Look in verse 15. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid. You know, that, that's how you can deal with a hater right there. Just behave yourself wisely. Look in verse 30. It says, then the princes and the Philistines went forth and it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself wisely. He prospered wisely than all the servants of Saul so that his name was much set by. In other words, David controlled how he acted, which created prosperity, and it made his name above everybody else's name. See, when you start behaving, you can't just cuss your boss out. 
I don't care what they say. She ain't my mama. I'm going to cuss her out when I get to work Monday. And you just go in there and you do your due diligence. And you just let her have it. That's not wise. You have bills. Now, some of us have walked off the job. No plan. No wisdom. No instruction. It's all about how we feel. Now, let's go back to 3 John and we'll stop right here. See, let me show you something. I have discovered a major secret. Say major secret. I have discovered a major secret that most believers don't know. And I'm going to tell you today. He says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. But then he goes on to say, but your soul's got to prosper. I have found out a secret and here it is. The average believer thinks that maturity comes from knowing the Bible. But maturity doesn't come from knowing the Bible. Maturity comes when you learn how to manage your emotions. I'm going to say that one again. The average believer thinks that spiritual maturity is found with how much scripture they know. But it's not how much scripture you know. It's how much you have learned by the spirit of God to manage your emotions. Because it's your emotions, your mind, y'all write this down, your will, your emotions, your imagination, and your intellect. When you can control those five by the spirit of God, prosperity is on your way. But many of us, we allow how we feel to get to us. And the Lord is saying to us at Word of Truth Family Church, he says, I'm ready to prosper you. I'm ready to increase you. I'm ready to bring you up to other levels that you've never been before. And if you'll change your mindset from having the world being conformed to looking their way and prospering. He says, if you'll just get away from stuff and get over here on my side, stuff is automatic. I believe it. And I know that he is wanting to put more money than you could ever shake a stick at. That's an old term right there. Oh, that's going way back. That's, 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 that's like uh, one of those old songs, I'm climbing up on the rough side of the mountain. That's one of those. God wants to do way more than what you think he can. But he's saying, first know that prospering is my idea. And if you'll do it my way, It'll come from the north, south, east, and west. Bags of money, increase in favor will come in your life like you've never seen before. Father, I thank you that those who are here today, whoever comes into agreement that I'm going to prosper God's way. I'm going to live good, but I'm also going to give good. Lord, I pray for the windows of heaven to begin to open now for every member at Word of Truth Family Church. Father, let increase chase them down. Let goodness and mercy follow them everywhere they go. Let favor from God and man begin to reign in their life. And I thank you, Lord, that not only will they have enough for them and enough to spare, God, they'll have enough for the kingdom. And, Lord, they'll continue the the cycle and the process. Prosper them like never before in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. What does that mean? You can.